How can you make a difference on this crazy planet? Listen to nature-inspired stories and interviews with environmental educators for some new ideas. Sustainable Living News writer, nature walker, and youth educator Wendy Natterney Fashon hosts the Story Walking Radio Hour to talk about issues that matter and to introduce you to people who are coming up with creative, sensible solutions. Let's engage with Earth, with spirit, and with one another heart-to-heart to to solve problems and co-create more meaningful life stories. Tune in to Nature's Loving Vibes every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. here on the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Welcome to the Story Walking Radio Hour. I'm your host, Wendy Natterney Fashon, here on the syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, which is the media partner for Omega Institute. You'll find the Storywalking Radio Hour show listed under the Sustainable Living tab of the, story, of the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network um, website, or you can access it through my website, storywalking.com. The inspiration for this episode came about when I was writing a spotlight for Natural Awake- Awakenings magazine. The magazine's theme for the December issue is Uplifting Humanity. As the days grow darker and colder, and as we approach the winter solstice, we gather for uplifting celebrations of light, love, peace, and joy. The article I contributed to this issue focuses on centers for spiritual living and the science of mind philosophy. Across the globe, centers for spiritual, spiritual living are uplifting humanity through the teachings of science of mind. So what is science of mind? It's a philosophy developed by CSL founder Ernest Holmes. He studied the world's many religions and identified commonalities. One of the commonalities is the concept that our thoughts create our reality. Holmes correlated his findings to establish a unifying set of new thought principles that are scientifically provable in practice. The CSL community embraces people of all faiths and beliefs, which is a beautiful thing. An emphasis on unconditional love allows everyone to be free to be whoever they are, while also understanding that all are connected in oneness. Learn more at the Centers for Spiritual Living website, which is simply csl.org. So here we are with today's episode, celebrating our oneness with all creation, with my guest Barbara Fewitt who is the spiritual director of the CSL South Coastal Massachusetts Teaching Chapter. For well over 30 years, Barbara was executive director of organizations serving survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. She was involved locally, statewide, and nationally in creating systemic changes through laws, protocols, and education in our criminal justice, educational, and medical branches. Being a social and spiritual activist and believing that changing the world begins by changing ourselves and living our principles and values, Barbara continued on her spiritual journey seeking a belief that supported and helped her grow in her commitment to oneness and wholeness and living together in peace, harmony, and equality with all creation. The teachings, philosophy, and way of life of Science of Mind has brought her that and more. 
Barbara continued her studies in science of mind, became a licensed spiritual practitioner, and has held leadership positions with Concordia CSL and CSL of Greater Boston, holding their vision of oneness and creating a world that works for everyone. Barbara lives this belief by leading ceremonies and services at local beaches, parks, and farms without walls or borders, honoring nature as our spiritual temple. She holds some of her events at Your Life and Land in in um, South Coastal. Actually, I'm not sure if that's in Kushnet or where, but we'll find out later. Um, our other guest, Christina White, is co-founder of Your Life and Land and a certified classical homeopath at the Silver Brook Farm. She is a best-selling co-author of Wealth Codes, Sacred Strategies for Abundance. Through her work in natural health, agriculture, and over 25 years as a consultant and educator, Chris's ongoing goal is to educate people on the benefits of eating real food, the importance of natural health options in the home, and the need for each of us to educate ourselves and trust our own abilities and intuition. She offers workshops, learning circles, and individual homeopathic assessments for people, pets, and plants, along with customized programs for healers, natural practitioners, farms, and groups that want to understand how to use homeopathy in their own quest for true health, wealth, and vitality. Homeopathy can be used for people, pets, and yes, plants. This is a field known as agrohomeopathy. In Chris's own words, Agrohomeopathy is an inexpensive, chemical-free, non-toxic method of healing and protecting plants and agriculture resources from pets and disease. So maybe we'll hear a little bit about this today, but there's a whole lot else to cover. Anyways, by pure happenstance or perhaps divine mind, this whole topic um, is the perfect follow-up to our previous episode in Bionutrition, with guest Dan Kittredge, because Chris happens to be a member of the Massachusetts Farm Bureau, the Northeast Organic Farming Association, and the Bionutrient Food Association, as well as her being um, a member of the whole CSL community. So it's going to be really interesting to see how all this um, ties together with our, our guest today. So without further ado, um, I'm going to bring you ladies in. And Barbara, I'd like to start with you and sort of hear your story a little bit more, how you um, became connected with Science of Mind and the Centers for Spiritual Living. So I'm going to hand it off to you now. Great. Welcome, Thank Barbara. you, Wendy. And thanks so much for inviting us on this morning. Um, I really appreciate the ability or the, or the opportunity to just have this dialogue and this conversation, and so I thank you for that. Um, so I guess my spiritual journey, uh, like many of us, started, you know, like when I was young, I was, I was brought up uh, Roman Catholic, for which I am very grateful. It was the seed of my faith and, and my uh, devotion, and um, it just gave me a foundation of moving forward. And so as I did that, and I kind of got to the point where I... Um, I was curious. I was very curious. I had a lot of questions. Uh, I had a lot of questions about what I what I had learned, and and things. Some things didn't make sense to me anymore. Some things did. So I, I started on a in my late twenties on sort of a spiritual journey, as many of us do, and and uh, looking into different faiths, different religions, different ways of honoring um, the divine. And so that brought me into many different things. I had the opportunity to study with um, 
in the Native American belief. Uh, I studied Wiccan. I studied many traditional uh, faiths. And um, all along that way, from my late 20s on, I had found a book at the um, Brown University bookstore called The Cosmic Energizer and How to Use It. And it was by Dr. Joseph Murphy who was a New Thought uh, minister. And all along I read a lot of his works and a lot of other, you know, uh, New Thought teachers. So this goes back to the transcendentalists. And so much of it was just making sense to me, and it was just added to what I was doing in my journey at the time. Um, Also, balance, harmony, peace, equality, was uh, it was my professional life. It's, it's what I was doing in, in bringing forth um, things that would bring peace within ourselves, within our intimate relationships, within our homes and our communities, and therefore world peace. So they were going hand in hand um, in the balance of masculine and feminine, the balance of um, all, all uh, harmony within the earth, within all of creation. And so then I moved back to Rhode Island just about 16 years ago and found our 17th, found Concordia Center for Spiritual Living that actually was a science of mind community. So I started more of my formal studies in science of mind, which for me became this umbrella within which all can exist because there is no dogma. There is a philosophy of welcoming wherever you are, whoever you are. Uh, It can be used in addition to any um, or most belief systems because it's rooted in oneness. It's rooted in believing there is one universal energy, there's one divine, there's one creator, and um, in the principles of oneness and wholeness and unconditional love and peace and equality. Uh, And so I felt very free and empowered uh, within this and just continued my studies there to become a a licensed spiritual practitioner. And um, we do both individual spiritual direction or, um, as you mentioned, I'm spiritual director of the CSL and South Coastal. Uh, And a small group of us got together and realized there's one center in Rhode Island, there was one center in Massachusetts, and we wanted to bring this word to the masses, we wanted to bring it, to, and we discovered that South Coast all the way into Boston um, was just um, a territory we wanted to bring this philosophy and this faith and this way of life to. Our group had set a vision and a mission with, you know, um, providing spiritual tools to allow for transformation, but also, and also, to honor our spiritual temple, which is Mother Earth. and. Uh, so many of our ceremonies and all the things that we do are held outside as much as possible, and I know we'll get more into that, but I find science of mind a sense of uh, freedom and empowering and loving each person where they are and who we are. Great, fantastic. So, so um, before we bring um, Chris into this conversation, I'd like to mm-hmm. hear how you met Chris. Yeah, and because the reason she's here today is is through you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's all about you know who we know and who we know, and we just you know our our networks expand as we meet meet more people. I'm just so um, delighted to be able to meet Chris through you. Um, so so how did yeah. that whole connection happen for you? 
Well, it was actually quite wonderful because our, <laughs> our, our vision was to come into this community and become a part of this community, not reinvent any wheels, not, you know, becoming competitive with anything, but to, to understand and know what already existed and where we could be of support and where we could bring this philosophy and this belief. And so I met with this wonderful, wonderful woman, Jane Dolan, who is just a saint to us all and a healing mm-hmm. presence. And um, at that time, she was you know, with the Marion Institute. And in our luncheon together, she um, said, oh, there's these two women you must meet, and gave me Chris's information and Alex's information. And so I immediately called them, and Chris invited me to, you know, to come and visit with them. And so when I got there, their, one, their beautiful land is in uh, your life and I the beautiful home for your life and land, is in Rochester, Massachusetts. So I arrived with the tea kettle going and this wonderful herbal tea <laughs> brewing at Chris and Alex. And as we sat down to just commune with each other, to just talk to each other, it became so apparent there was so much within this belief and practice of homeopathy as it was in the spiritual practice of science of mind as there is in so many other um, areas like yoga, I mean, just so many believing in the wholeness of ourselves, the mind, body, spirit, the, you know, the, not only the body temple, but the emotional temple and the mental temple and um, our whole being is so interconnected within ourselves, we're connected with each other, we're connected with Mother Earth and, and all of creation. So our philosophies were just... Um, you know, matching each other and let alone the fact that I, you know, fell in love with them immediately. So <laughs> so creating things and doing things together was just a, a natural outflow of a of a a mutual and a common principle of wholeness, oneness and connectedness. Okay, fantastic. So I'm gonna now I'm gonna shift over to you, Chris. Um when you first met Barbara and heard about science of mind was that was that something new to you or you know how did you become to be involved with the uh, Centers for Spiritual Living yourself as a, as a member uh, so first I just want to say thank you Wendy very much for the invitation and thank you Barbara for including me um, and it was very very different for me um, my background was more out in nature. I'm happiest if I'm out in nature, in the woods, with animals. Um, <laughs> so that was really, that really had become my, my spiritual space. Um, lots of walking and lots of different places, or going different places to connect, you know, connect with spirit, connect with nature. And that really had been the only space for a very long time that I actually um, felt connected, right? You know, felt connected to a higher power. And so... When we first met through Jane Dolan, who is an amazing woman, um, we did. We hit it off immediately. And at first, you know, there's, there's that piece, you know, around, for me at least, there was this piece around it, like, well, what is science of mind? Um, and it's confused with other things, which we can chat a little bit about later if you guys would like. And 
I was a little apprehensive because I had just become a little bit apprehensive in, in general about, you know, quote unquote religion. And then I just sat with Barbara, Alex and I, and, you know, we fell in love with her. Um, we call her, our, forgive me, Barbara, we call her our fairy godmother because she's just this <laughs> amazing bright light um, of a that. human being. I mean, she is, she's, it's just in, she just is amazing. So where it was so blessed to have her, but we connected immediately on so many different areas and, with homeopathy for us, you know, homeopathy is a, you know, it's about vitality and it's about, you know, the whole person, not just physical things and such. And so it just really gels for us. Um, and we felt safe. I think both Alex and I can say that we feel very, very safe and loved and accepted for who we are and um, being outdoors and doing some of the rituals we all do together. Uh, it just really brought me to a space where, I wanted to, you know, become more spiritual and understand things. And Barbara, if you could help me, what was the name of the first book that you gave me? I did that class. I was trying to think of it oh, as this, you were speaking. This thing called you by Ernest Holmes. Yes. And so real quickly, that was the first book that I read. Um, and Barbara's given me a number of books. And it was the first one that, that I, I, dove I dove immediately into and just something clicked. Like something really, really clicked for me where I was like, wow. Like, uh, like you know, I wasn't intimidated. I, I didn't have kind of some of the dogma type things that I think I just had kind of acquired over the years. And it just was clear. Um, and so that was the, the very first book I think that really got for me, I became very, very, very interested in science of mind and CSL and the community that you will find when you spend with people in that group. Um, so that, that's kind of how okay. I came into science of mind and CSL. Okay, mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, so this thing called you by Ernest Holmes, who was the founder of CSL. Um, that's yes. Nice to, I, I'm going to have to pick that up. That's very interesting. Okay, cool. So um, I guess maybe I'll shift back to Barbara, Barbara for a second here. Um, you know, we were calling this show Celebrating Your Oneness and with, with all creation, of course. And so talk a little bit more about um, science of mind um, and oneness. Tell us more about that, if you could, please. And that is one of the, you know, the first, Principle. So if we believe that there is this one higher power, this one energy, this one vibration, whatever it is that resonates for us, God, spirit, universe, um, and that it is the creator of all and it is within us, we know that we are, we are connected with each other. We are one with each other and one with the divine. So that sense, that principle in practicality brings us to know what happens wherever in this world, wherever on this planet is happening to us, um, that we are, and, and we know we feel it, we can feel our compassion, our empathy, our sadness, our joy, uh, that we may claim we have separate countries and within those countries, separate states and separate cities, and really there is no separateness. There is no separateness. So when we use no walls and no boundaries, that means throughout the whole, the whole planet. And when we understand and really believe and live that, see the divine within each other, see the namaste, live the namaste philosophy, then um, we're living in that place of unconditional love and we're living in that place of peace and of joy. Um, 
And so we do that through our, pr- our principles and our practices. And so we have spiritual practices that we do individually and we do together. And that would include what Chris was talking about with the walks in the, in the um, woods and the we have guided meditations, we have silent meditations, we have readings and spiritual readings. There's a Science of Mind magazine that's published every month that is incredibly um, informative. All that is put into this small magazine um, is inspiring, and so there's a reading for the day. There are celebrations both, you know, with us monthly in, in nature and um, Concordia has a Sunday service every Sunday at 10 o'clock. Boston has a Sunday service at 10 o'clock. And, and now with Zoom, you know, you can attend a service anywhere in the world, really, internationally. Um, and so we have very practical ways of understanding how we, we raise our consciousness and our vibration and understand that our thoughts have this power. I know we've all had little experiences of thinking of someone and they call us 10 minutes later. And um, the power of understanding that, scientists like Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton, when you start studying them, they will give you all of the scientific proof for what, um, as faith-filled people, going back hundreds of years, we believed as miracles. And now we can see how we are empowered to create some of our experiences, all of our experiences, really. Perfect. Uh, very well stated. Okay. Um, it's time for our first station break. So we're going to just step back for a minute. I'm your host, Wendy Nanny Fashion, here on the syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network, and you're listening to the Story Walking Radio Hour. The purpose and mission of the Story Walking Radio Hour is to open minds and foster positive difference making here on planet Earth. And I just love this conversation we've got going on here about oneness. It's just, this is a time when there's just so much divisiveness around the world. This is a really important message. We need to really respect one another where each one of us is, and we need to respect all of creation. There's just more and more that needs to happen. So we're going to be back in a moment to share more about celebrating our oneness with Barbara Fewitt Barbara and Chris White. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. How can you make a difference on this crazy planet? Listen to nature-inspired stories and interviews with environmental educators for some new ideas. Sustainable Living News writer, nature walker, and youth educator Wendy Natterney Fashon hosts the Story Walking Radio Hour to talk about issues that matter and to introduce you to people who are coming up with creative, sensible solutions. Let's engage with Earth, with spirit, and with one another heart-to-heart to to solve problems and co-create more meaningful life stories. Tune in to Nature's Loving Vibes every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. here on the Dream Vision 7 radio network. How can parents help their teenage children navigate the challenging years between childhood and adulthood? How might parents continue to gently exert a positive influence during this critical stage of growth and development? Read The Difference Maker, written by parent and story-walking radio host Wendy Natterney Fashan. This book shares the story of her late son, Neil, their relationship, and the wisdom of an enlightened teenager. The Difference Maker is a coming-of-age collection of stories that parents can share and discuss with their kids. 
Go to the storywalking.com website, download the Difference Maker, and become inspired. Why would God design a heart-shaped flower that cries? In a picture book titled The Angel Heart, a curious child picks such a flower and carefully pulls it apart, one poetic petal at a time, to reveal the answer. Discover the miracle of the heart and its role in providing comfort, joy, and peace. Written in the language of love, this uplifting story is sure to open up conversations about emotions, spiritual beliefs, the circle of life, or even fairy magic. Give your favorite child the gift of love. The Angel Heart by Wendy Natterney Fashan. Available through Amazon and Balboa Press. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. back to the Story Walking Radio Hour here on the syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. I'm your host, Wendy Natterney Fashion, and we're having a really fun conversation here about celebrating our oneness with all creation here with my guests, Barbara Fewitt and Chris White. So we're going to jump back into this conversation. Barbara was starting to tell us about some of the uh, different opportunities through that there are through the Centers for Spiritual Living in terms of Sunday services and all that. And I wanted to talk now a little bit more about some of the classes that she offers through her teaching chapter um, at South Coast mm. CSL. Great. Thanks, Wendy. Well, we're just wrapping up a class. This, this uh, most recent class is called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And, and so we looked at, you know, relationships, uh, prosperity, and health. So that when you come into class, yes, we're talking about um, a philosophy of faith, a way of life. We're also talking about the practicality of implementing those things. And how do we, where have our blocks come from? Where, you know, what might be holding us back? What is it we want to uh, work on forgiveness for, forgiveness of ourselves and for others? But there's a very practical teaching about how to do that with absolutely no judgment or criticism about ourselves or anyone else, but bringing us into that place of release so that we live our best life, so that we live in freedom to live our best life. We had classes and we'll continue to have, as Chris mentioned, you know, this thing called You by Ernest Chung, which is a wonderful flow of, of positive thinking, of devotional prayer, of understanding the repetition of positive thinking and how that changes our vibration and therefore changes our experience. Um, we're also launching a, a new program in January, which I'm really excited about, um, which is called Peace Begins With Me. And as our first uh, mm. service, our first offering to the community, Kathy Black, who has uh, taught this for over 10 years, is going to be teaching for us um, the uh, nonviolent communication, or as we call it, um, compassionate and empowering conversation. How do, we, how do we create that communication, starting with ourselves and being non-judgmental and non-critical of ourselves, and then with those uh, people that we're intimate with, our family, our friends, our partners, our community. How do we live peace? How do we be peace and communicate and share in an honest um, and authentic way our feelings and our views? Um, 
all to, to towards the end, of course, of world peace, living in a in a peaceful environment. And so many of our other classes all uh, developed from there. We've done the four agreements. We do, you know, have done a foundational class of what science of mind is all about, and we'll continue with that. And then we do our monthly ceremonies, which for us was very important that we do that um, and bring Mother Earth and Earth rituals into into this. And my question for Chris is, coming into this, um, new, newly coming into it, what was your feeling or thoughts after attending your first ceremony? Hmm. The first, out, our, our, one of our first outdoor ceremonies that we did yeah, in our particular? First, our first solstice. Yeah. Yep. So the first solstice, um, it, it was, it was a, the experience was very, it was a light, loving experience. Um, very different, not what I expected. I'm thinking back, Barbara. <laughs> so I'm thinking back uh, well, to some so, of the first ones. Anyone. Right. <laughs> but, but I mean, the, the rituals, well, they're always so different. And that's, I think, the part that I love the most about it is, you know, there's always a message, right? There's always a message of oneness. There's always a, um, there's always just this way of bringing us all kind of together um, from very different, you know, all of us are from very different spaces. And it's just, it's light, it's freeing, it really connects for me. I become very much more grounded. Um, and I feel, you know, within a community, you know, um, and it, it it's a it's it's kind of fascinating because um, I used to be very a little bit uncomfortable with those types of things and now it just seems like second nature you know and um, we I think Alex and I did some of the summer solstice I was just thinking back to some of the the summer solstice and we created our own ritual as part of the program. Um, and because we both were like, you know, we can't have we can't have Barbara doing all of it because you you were here, and we were like, we mm-hmm. we need to do some too, like to you know to bring kind of our piece in in a nice way because we were like we didn't want to leave Barbara having to do all all the thinking and all of the planning. So we created the summer solstice together, and even just the movement we were walking around the fire. I remember and reading a particular har- uh, poem. Um, and it just created such an energy within the group um, that was just just an experience I don't think that you always will see, you know, in, in some of the different celebrations. So it's just a, a wonderful way to bring nature in and the animals in. We always have the animals here at night when we have an evening ceremony um, and we invite them in. Um, so it, it's certainly not the, you know, when I think of traditional sometimes, it's, it's a little different from that, but that's what I love about it. You know, because it brings spirit to us in a way that's very light and freeing. I love Thanks. that. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then we, we are integrating oh, into go ahead. other, I'm sorry, we're just becoming a part of other um, churches and organizations and their mm-hmm. social justice work so that, you know, we're at the, the um, you know, um, AIDS events, not AIDS events, but our, um, the Peace Walk, there'll be a Peace Walk coming in within the next few months, and then there's the, you know, the Gay Pride Day, and then there's, you know, any, any social issue that we are working on for equality and equity um, within the umbrella of, of um, 
one love and loving each other that we want to integrate into what already exists in the in the um, community as well as doing collaboration with other CSL centers and we offer individual spiritual director I mean direction um, individual prayer you know always open for prayer requests um, and anything that might surface from each group that gets together becomes this little community and they bring forth ideas and, and needs and desires and so it's wonderful to have the flexibility to be able to um, listen and respond um, to what folks are asking for on their spiritual journey within our means, <laughs> which is limitless, I might add. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just there, and there are, there are so many different communities, and um, mm-hmm. to yeah, I mean to bring respect to those communities, and and for communities to respect one another's communities, and just create you know more and more oneness as you pull it pull it all together I think um, you have a an event coming open or, or an event coming up outdoor I guess celebration right for for December and uh, mm-hmm. I think you know typically we think of December as celebrations of of light right um, mm-hmm. do you yeah. want to talk a little bit about the the event that you're in the process of planning right now and what that will entail sure it will be held December 9th at uh, Your Life and Land at 6 o'clock, and uh, more will come on that and be posted on that. It, it, uh, we are doing a celebration of life. The winter solstice will be December 21st, and, um, uh, you know, which brings us then into celebrating light. And that is true for all of the holidays that are celebrated through December. Um, many, many, many of them focus on, on the light. Well, we love that, and we love that we do that within the darkness so that we're always, mm-hmm. you know, like in the yin and the yang, that we're honoring the darkness and the stars and, you know, Mother Moon while we are bringing in and celebrating, you know, our days and our daylight will be longer and longer and longer from December 1st on. Um, and all and all that that, that means. Um, so we will be outside around the fire enjoying this, beautiful land and the animals that you know the wild animals that may come and circle us as well as the uh, <laughs> the horses that are there and and uh, all of the others that that are there and then as I mentioned the January will be happening and then we'll be having at least a couple more classes starting again in January that will you can find everything on our on our website and if you sign up for our email you'll get even uh, more information about what's happening with us and you also have, I think, on Mondays you say you have a regular circle of intention. Is that correct? That you do on Zoom? Thank you, Wendy. Yes, we do. We have every Monday evening from seven to eight. We have what's called circle of intention, and uh, it's a free-flowing group. It's not anything you need to sign up for for eight weeks. People come, you know, when they can. They miss. They're here. Um, it, uh, and it's an offering that starts with an opening prayer. We go into a guided meditation. We have a theme and a discussion, and then we set our intention for the week, and uh, we end with a closing, which we call our affirmative prayer is called spiritual mind treatment. And so we end with that, and we know each other's intention for them for the week. Um, and so all are welcome. You know, and again, it doesn't have to be an eight-week commitment. You just come when you can and join in when you can. <clears throat> Fantastic. All right. Mm. Um, okay. So from here, I'm thinking, okay, we've got um, 
want to talk just a little bit more about our connectedness, the whole body, mind, and spirit piece, um, mm-hmm. because that is very much, I think, a part of the, the oneness, but it's also like the oneness within ourselves. And so mm-hmm. I'm wondering which one of you would like to weigh in on, on, on that and how that relates to all of this. Well, I think Chris probably, and I'll just do one sentence because um, in hearing her describe homeopathy, homeopathy, it was so in sync with our very same uh, definition of that. So, um, Chris, I think take it away. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, so so in homeopathy, um, similar to as Barbara was saying in in the oneness. I mean, we look at in homeopathy the the, the mentals of the mind, we look at the physicals, we look at the emotionals, and the spiritual piece, right, which is the whole, the whole person, the whole, um, the whole being. And that was one of the things that did when I, was, I started learning with CSL, that I started to see the, the compar- like looking at the two and, and just the common areas and just how it all works. And so in homeopathy for us, especially like with the plants and things like that, we look at a person, we look at an animal, we look at a plant, and we look at that entire being. So we don't just look at one component, we look at all of the components of that being, and then what we do in homeopathy is we actually match it to our homeopathic remedies. And that's really what got me very interested in like the land that they meant, that you guys are talking about here, your life and land. Like we have a greenhouse and we have food within the greenhouse that we always bring out for the rituals, by the way, with CSL. Um, we, Barbara is always telling us, don't worry about food, and we're always making food <laughs> because that's part of oneness, right, and, and just enjoying that experience together. But in, in the homeopathy, I began getting interested in homeopathy because I wanted to learn what the homeopathic remedies were made from. And so I started to grow plants and we started to grow herbs and we started to really see, you know, you know that seed. You start with the seed and, and then you have your plant. And then for me, it became very fascinating to see that homeopathic remedies were made from these plants, made from the different resources that we have on the planet. Um, but it's the whole aspect of that plant or of that being and then you look at a human being, for example, and you match those remedies to that person or to that animal um, or to that plant if you're using something called agrohomeopathy, and you can bring about actually actual balance within the being, right? So from a CSL side, I always look at that, and when we're spiritually, you know, in balance and in one, you have that balance. In homeopathy, you also have that balance. So that was why it became yeah. very fascinating to me. Uh-huh. Mm. Lovely. I love that. Okay, we're going to take a break here. Mm. Listeners, thank you for joining us here on the Story Walking Radio Hour. Please help us grow our community of listeners and difference makers so we can work together to build a better world. All of the Story Walking podcasts are free online. Go to the storywalking.com website to learn more. I'm your host, Wendy Nanny Fashon, and we are talking about celebrating our oneness with all creation with Barbara Fewitt and Chris White. We'll be back in a minute. How 
can you make a difference on this crazy planet? Listen to nature-inspired stories and interviews with environmental educators for some new ideas. Sustainable Living News writer, nature walker, and youth educator Wendy Natterney Fashon hosts the Story Walking Radio Hour to talk about issues that matter and to introduce you to people who are coming up with creative, sensible solutions. Let's engage with Earth, with spirit, and with one another heart-to-heart to to solve problems and co-create more meaningful life stories. Tune in to Nature's Loving Vibes every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. here on the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. Edesia is a U.S. nonprofit dedicated to the dream of ending childhood malnutrition for millions of children around the world. Through the manufacture of Plumpy Nut and other nutrient-rich, peanut-based, ready-to-use foods, Edesia has already delivered life and hope to nearly 1 million children in over 26 developing countries. To find out how you can join Edesia's dream of ending childhood malnutrition, please visit ediciaglobal.org. We're back with the Story Walking Radio Hour here on the syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. I'm your host, Wendy Natterney Fashon, and we're talking about celebrating our oneness 
with Barbara Fewitt from the Centers for Spiritual Living Teaching Chapter in Massachusetts and with Chris, Christina, I should say Chris, Christina um, White, who is the co-founder of Your Life and Land. And we're going to talk in this episode, we just ended up the last um, segment with Christina talking a little about homeopathy. And now I want to talk a little bit more about Life and Land and her work there, homeopathic work and other work there with Life and Land. Um, but first, Barbara, I just want to ask you, I know, um, you know, you, you brought Chris into this conversation, and I'm just curious how Life and Land has, what kind of impact that's had on you? Well, first of all, I can't tell you how much I've learned, but just as Chris was sharing about, you know, her experience with CSL, I've had an incredible experience with um, being taught and understanding so much more about homeopathy. And I have dealt on and off with with a, um, a medical issue for years. And so as I was obviously getting to know more about, about Chris and Alex and, and homeopathy. Um, I asked them for help, and, um, for, and the way they explain it was like, oh, my God, I, I, you know, we could be sharing this in a class because it's the same, you know, our wholeness, our mind, our body, our spirit. And then in the questions they would ask me about, you know, life experience <laughs> and emotions that when you go to traditional um, medicine, which is all good, you know, God is in everything, as we say. Uh, I have not had those experiences of being asked those kinds of questions by total life experience, what's happening for me in this moment, which is how we would deal with it from a spiritual perspective and spiritual direction about what's happening and what are maybe the false beliefs I've created about myself or what, uh, what I'm experiencing in every area of my life. So it felt, again, like mm-hmm. this, oneness and so um i mean chris if if you could explain some of that i i think it's just so enlightening and just brings forward an example again of when we learn about each other's belief systems and all that we're trying to bring into the world to create oneness wholeness and peace and when we're open to that how there are direct results and those results happen one person at a time Mm-hmm. I'm quoting Mother Teresa. So, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's interesting, Barbara, because you mentioned, like, the questions that we would ask you, right? And even when I first came into homeopathy, and my story very quickly when I came into homeopathy was around the fact that I had had an, an equestrian accident, and I was, you know, I had really good very uh, wonderful people that helped me from a medical perspective, conventional medical side, but there were some things that were just left that no one really could resolve. And I was actually sent to a homeopath. So that's actually how I became a homeopath myself because I learned firsthand and saw all of these different things start to resolve for myself through these homeopathic remedies and working with this other homeopath. And so I was you know, I kept asking myself, like, why are people not doing this? Why are we not using homeopathy more here in the United States? And so that's where I, I got into studying and went through all the different trainings and, and became a homeopath because I loved it that much. Um, and I'm extremely passionate about learning how it works and how it can rebalance people. And one of the things that I found fascinating is, again, around the, sci- 
the area of oneness is all of our life experiences, right, impact us. You know, so we have all of these layers and we have these belief systems Barbara mentioned and we have all of these different experiences and our body has to have a way to express those. And so in homeopathy, we learn that symptoms and things that you see, you know, mentally, physically, and emotionally that come up for people are typically tied to something. You know, they may be tied to something in their past, you know, a past experience. That past experience can be positive or it could be negative or seen as negative. Um, But it really is kind of what puts us, you know, together as people and how we also sometimes will be off balance. So, I became very interested in, in looking at people from a, the standpoint of really um, having people look at their experiences, look at what they've, you know, what they've ha- has happened to them in their lives, looking at their physicals, their mentals, and their emotionals, and there's your picture, there's your profile of that person. And then again, from a homeopathic perspective, we see that experience or that profile, and we go and we find these natural resources or remedies, they're called, made from plants, made from minerals, and those match. And then when you give a particular remedy to a person that matches, the two match one another, the homeopathic remedy really acts as a catalyst to allow the human or the animal or the plant to rebalance itself, to resolve whatever those experiences may need to be, to be processed and and bring them back to a space of wholeness, oneness, and, and balance, and so that they can live a more vital life, a more healthy life. So for us here, Alex and I in the land that we talked about earlier, we started growing and you know we eat a lot of healthy food and we like to teach people about the healthy food, but we also like to teach people from a homeopathic standpoint that you can bring homeopathy into your home. You can use it for yourself. You can use it for your animals. You can use it for your food so that your food is healthier. Um, And we really do have the ability when we listen to our body, we listen to our mind, we think of the experiences that we've had happen. We have the ability to really rebalance ourselves. We just need those natural resources or tools or other modalities that are out there to bring us back to a space of balance. Um, so hopefully, Wendy, that makes some sense. For me, but yeah, you were saying earlier, you, you, know, you just live on one acre of property, right? And we do. Like anybody could do this, right? I mean, you could even just yes. live on a quarter acre of property and you could bring this you know, you can work with your own land, correct? Correct. You can I mean, work with your own land. Yeah. You have, you know, I mean, there's there's so much that we can do, you know, with with just like you said, very little very little property. You don't have to have a big farm. You don't have to have lots of land to grow. And we don't make our own homeopathic remedies, but we do grow herbs here that, you know, that we use in our food. We, we use them in our tea. Barbara mentioned in the beginning how we sat down for tea, you know, and really, and, you know, we can use them out with our, we have horses now, so we actually are growing herbs so that the horses can actually eat certain herbs, right, to receive their medicinal, the medicinal value or nutri- nutrients that they need. And I fell into this very much from a very different space. A million years ago, I actually was in banking, um, and so I was not, <laughs> yeah, so I was not a believer of homeopathy. It was actually very, it was very challenging for me, my black and white mind to actually understand it. And, but 
you know, but when you look at it and you look at where it comes from, I mean, it comes from our, it comes from our planet, you know, and it, it's been around for over 200 years. Um, it was created in Germany. Um, it's still used all over the world by millions and millions of people. And so our goal, um, Alex and I, is to really, you know, bring, demystify, I think. Sometimes people look at it as a bit mysterious, but bring it to people so that they can use it themselves. You know, they can trust and listen to their body and listen, you know, listen, look at things from the spiritual side, the mental side, the emotional side, and, and actually trust that they know what their body needs. And in my mind, that's what the homeopathic remedies help people with. Yeah. Hey, so so could you tell us? Um, we've only got a little bit more time left. I want to hear more about um, your life and land, as you know, your website, your resources, um, your kit. You know, so if you could tell us a little bit about um, some of the resources you you offer to sure. anybody who's, um, who's interested so in exploring to anybody. It yep, yep. So we have um we have a we. We have a kit that we sell, and one of the things that's really nice about the kit is the kit can be used, again, for people, but it can be used for animals and it can be used for plants. Um, so a very big part of our work and our research, too, is agrohomeopathy and, you know, actually giving certain remedies to the plants to strengthen them. We use the remedies here also for um, to deter, like, the tomato hornworm that everyone dreads every year, um, things like powdery mildew. So all of those things, you can actually take that kit at home and you can use that in your own gardens. Um, and then you can take that same kit, and this is the, the beauty of it in my mind, is you have one kit that you can use for your garden, for your kids, you know, for yourself, for your animals, and you don't, you know, it's a tiny little kit, <laughs> and you don't have to have, you know, different types of remedies for an animal or for a person. It's, it's the same thing. And then the other piece that we do is we actually do classes. So we'll, we do virtual classes and we do in-person classes. We do groups. We do, um, I actually do workshops where I'll go to people's homes if they actually have a group of people that want to get together and learn about homeopathy. Um, and again, the programs are, you know, we'll do one program that's about all three, you know, uh, people, animals, and plants. And then I have other groups and practitioners actually that want to learn specifically about agrohomeopathy and animal homeopathy and other people want to use it for, you know, humans. So, so it's, um, it, but again, the goal is, is putting, really kind of putting, um, empowering people a bit and putting health back into their own hands, right? And again, we do need conventional. I'm, I'm not at all saying we don't, but I, I do think that this is the time that people really want to start to kind of learn how to, you know, take care of them, themselves better day to day. Um, and this kit's a great way to do that. Great. Thank you. Okay. Um, like another minute or two, Barbara, um, would you like to kind of wrap this up from, from your standpoint? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, Chris, when you were talking about that, I mean, that is one of our core beliefs, that we have the power within us, mm -hmm. that trusting our intuition, mm -hmm. that knowing we're connected with the divine, that, you know, standing in that place of power is, is um, one of our beliefs. But, and our mission is to provide spiritual tools for personal and global transformation, and this is true on an international basis. Um, and so we do that 
through what we've mentioned here, workshops, ceremonies, classes, and, and most importantly, coming together in person to create this spiritual community that will lead us to live our vision, which is a world that works for everyone. So that when we are inclusive and open and working with our open mind and our open heart, and seeing the divine in every living creature, uh, we live in that peace and harmony and joy. And so that is my, uh, that's one of our values to, to be it and to bring it to the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for bringing all this to us today, ladies. Um, oh, thank you, Wendy. For yeah, the I'm so grateful. I'm yeah. so grateful. Yeah. This, is, mm. this has been a wonderful, thank wonderful you, conversation. Wendy. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. Um, listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with friends and family and help us grow our community of listeners and difference makers so we can work together to build a better world, a world of you know, oneness. Um, all of the StoryWalking podcasts are free online. You can go to storywalking.com, the website, to learn more. We're also going to be providing uh, some links on this podcast page uh, for CSL, Centers for Spiritual Living, and for Your Life and Land, so you can tap into those fantastic resources. Uh, the StoryWalking Radio Hour airs on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. You can listen on your mobile device anywhere, anytime, you know, while you're at walk-in, while you're sipping a cup of tea, while you're cooking, whatever. And for our full schedule, uh, for, uh, you, full schedule of Dream Vision 7 radio program, you can go to dreamvision7, numeral 7, radio.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network is the media partner for Omega Institute. So thank you for joining us here today on the Story Walking Radio Hour. I'm your host, Wendy Natterney Fashon, with my guests here, Barbara and Chris, and we all wish you the very best as you envision abundance and story walk your, along your own pathway towards that vision and you know, discover all these amazing resources that are out there readily available for you. So... Take care, and we'll be in touch with you in the next episode. Stay Once tuned. again, the Story Walking Radio Hour has covered a lot of ground. Please join Wendy Natterney Fashon next time for a new edition of the Story Walking Radio Hour. This show airs every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Listen live on DreamVision7Radio.com, where you can also access archives of previous Story Walking Radio Hour episodes. Find them under the Sustainable Living section and visit the storywalking.com website where you can contact Wendy to learn more about the practice of storywalking. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life Flow.